Alright, today we're talking about 10 of the most common mistakes that people make on a fat loss diet. There are many more than 10. I will be making multiple parts to this video, but these are the first 10 that come to mind. And hopefully, with some awareness around these 10 mistakes, you can navigate them a little bit better and get more out of your fat loss diet and thus get the results that you want to get. So number one is not tracking calories properly. Now I have a full video on how to actually do this properly, but this is number one because people will commonly turn to MyFitnessPal on a tracking approach to help them lose fat and help them gain awareness of where their calories are, and this is great, it's a fantastic tool, but many people are not doing it correctly. Either they're not entering the foods that they're eating into the app properly, they're not weighing the foods properly, they are overestimating on certain things, underestimating on other things, and it's generally not as tight and as properly in place that it could be. And as I say, I'm gonna link this video that I mentioned in the description because I think it is pretty, pretty key. And again, if you're not really using the app properly and you're finding it to be more of a burden, there are other methods that you can use to help you get that structure and get that accountability that you need to adhere to on a fat loss diet. So number two is not having a clear enough goal. And when it comes to losing fat, you want to be fairly clear on what you want to achieve in terms of the body composition change that you're looking to get. Maybe it's the weight that you're looking to lose and the timeline generally of how long this is going to take. And I know this can be tricky because it's hard sometimes when you account for things like metabolic adaptation, your, your body down-regulating its metabolism to account for the fact that you've lost fat, random events, nights out, all that kind of stuff that's going to elongate the fat loss phase a little bit. But if you can have a general timeline of, okay, this is gonna take three months, four months, five months, or if you have an event coming up, like a wedding or a holiday or something like that, that you can work towards, that's gonna to be really, really key. And I think, again, you can sit down and write down your goals that you want to achieve, how long you expect this to take. So again, there are other videos and other bits of content that I have done that sort of help you chronicle how long a fat loss diet is going to take and how much you could expect to lose per week. Generally, it's between 0.5 to 1.5% of your body weight per week is a nice ballpark figure. But if you write this down and get clear on not only what you want to achieve, when it's going to happen, how long it's going to take to happen, but also why you want to achieve it in terms of your main motivations, that's gonna make the whole process a lot easier. And then also, if you can put a stopping point on it, that's also gonna be key as well, because you don't wanna be in a situation where you feel like you're in a fat loss diet for like six or seven months. And if you had it just said, right, this is gonna take three or four months, but I'm gonna put a lot of effort into it, I'm gonna get it done and I'm gonna get out and back up the maintenance calories into a muscle building phase, whatever it is, then that would make life an awful lot easier for you. So number three then is weekend diet behavior. And this is a very common mistake for people on the fat loss diet because their weekends is where kind of things change, the routines change, the food environment changes, and you lose some of that structure that is given to you by the weekday where you're getting up at a certain time, you're going to work, you're going to the gym, you're coming home, you're cooking this, etc. Whereas it's a little bit more chaotic and random at the weekend. And this is kind of where having an idea of generally what you're going to be doing 
and generally where you're going to be, what you're potentially going to be eating is going to be very, very key because otherwise if you just leave things up to chance and you allow things to happen to you, that's kind of where the extra few hundred calories coming from different things, different food environments, snacks, meals out, etc. can allow things to basically not work for you essentially and make life a lot harder because essentially what happens often is people will get to the weekend they'll over consume by 1500 or 2000 calories and that negates a large part of the deficit that they created monday to friday so they get the sensation and the feeling that they're putting the work in monday to friday and they're getting the results too and then they just reset it at the weekend and they get to monday and it's like i haven't gained any progress i haven't made any progress i don't feel like i'm getting any of the results even though i'm putting in all the work and that is a pretty horrible feeling so it's very key that you are very aware and cognizant of what's going on at the weekends and be honest with yourself because you know it is important to relax and enjoy yourself at the weekends but again if it's going to stop you and be an impediment to the goal that you're trying to achieve is that worth it so you have to ask yourself that question next one liquid calories very very easy one to change very very easy one to modify full sugar drinks full sugar cokes juices milks high sugar coffees lucasade sports all of these drinks that contain liquid sugar and liquid calories are contributing to your calorie intake 100 200 300 400 calories whatever it is and oftentimes you can just switch to a zero sugar alternative and you save all those calories and the reason why liquid calories is such a bad idea when you're trying to lose fat is because if you drink a 300 calorie coffee yes that might be nice and of course there's it's not to say that you can't fit that in but versus 300 calories of food that's going to provide you with 10 times the amount of satiation satisfaction and general feelings of fullness that's going to help you stay on track with your diet overall versus the liquid calories that you may be consuming and it's also they can be a bit sneaky they can be a bit insidious you know some people might forget that they're consuming two coffees in the day that are 150 calories each or something like that because maybe they are under the impression that they're lower in calories or that there's a lot of cream added or there's extra sugar whatever it may be and this stops them again from achieving the thing that they want to achieve so number five snacking little bites little nibbles of things throughout the day this is a big one because in the same way that liquid calories can be a little bit sneaky in terms of you might be consuming more calories than you actually think you are because of the your, your lack of awareness of around these some of these things the snacking and the nibbles and the licks and the bites are very much in this category as well because it's like oh i'll just have a little bit of this but if you are somebody that's doing that all day and every time you do it you consume 50 calories and you do that five or six times a day that's 250 300 calories and again in the same way that the liquid calories and the weekend day behaviors can negate the calorie deficit that you've created from your good work throughout the days or throughout the weeks this is another thing that that can really stop you from progressing in the way that you want and it doesn't give you the sensation of right okay there is definitely this thing that is stopping me from losing fat you know if you go out and you have half a pizza and six pints I think we all can realize that yes that is something that's going to stop you from getting into the calorie deficit at least on that day but if you make the decision that right i actually want to do that and i actually want to fit this into my nutrition of the week then that's fine whereas if you're snacking and nibbling and taking little bits of food all day and grazing you're not getting that feeling of right okay this is clearly something that's 
I'm actually consuming that's stopping me from getting to where I want to be but you're not getting the same enjoyment because it's like you know five to ten seconds four or five times in the day versus the more enjoyment that you would get from the pizza and the pints so number six then not eating enough filling slash satiating foods so I talk a lot about volume eating volumizing your meals making sure that the choices that you're making are very filling so your high protein foods your fruits your vegetables your very filling carbohydrates like your white potatoes and your oats etc and this is really key because as you may have heard me say before when it comes to fat loss calories is king we obviously need to make sure that our calories are in check but hunger management is queen because if you're not managing your hunger properly this is kind of where you're leaving yourself in a position where the diet becomes very very tough to stick to and it's going to increase the chance that you're going to get frustrated and you're going to make a choice that's not in alignment with your goals and obviously stop you getting from where you want to get so number seven not increasing energy burn this is massive it's so so key and i think while you may hear the phrase that dieting and losing fat and all the rest of it is 80% nutrition, 20% exercise, I don't necessarily subscribe to that notion because I think it's important to have both components of nutrition and movement slash exercise in your day to create the best scenario possible. Now I think formal exercise work, whether it's weight training or running or swimming or doing a particular sport, that's going to be key. I don't think that's going to burn as many calories as people would like it to burn like if you're going to the gym or going for a run three times a week yes that's going to burn some calories but it's not really going to burn as many as you would like and i think exercise has better functions you know in terms of weight training it's going to improve your your muscle and strength gain running obviously it's going to improve your cardiovascular fitness and then obviously there's some really great general health effects that happen whenever you exercise so i think it's best to not really put exercise into this category too much i think it's less helpful to treat exercise as solely something you do to lose fat and something that's just going to assist the process and have a bunch of other benefits I think the other key thing that, that you can do here to really help this process is to just increase the amount of energy burning activities throughout the day. So this is steps and this can mean different things like actually saying, right, I'm going to go for a walk at this time. I'm going to park my car further away from the shop. I'm going to walk up the stairs instead of taking the lift and different things like this, little things that you can do to create energy burn throughout the day. I also am a proponent of activity breaks for office workers. So in offices, you'll often have smoke breaks and stuff like that. And this again is whether you're working at home or, or, or in the office, I suppose it's, it's maybe not as realistic in the office, but especially for those that are working from home, if you take five minutes every hour of the day, so that's maybe eight times, eight times in the day, if you're working an eight hour day, where you go and you do a little burst of activity, if it's squats or lunges or burpees or some press-ups or something like that, if you do that eight times a day, that's a lot of extra things, a lot of extra calories that you're burning through just little five minute bursts of activity. And that can often make up for the fact that you're living a very sedentary lifestyle because you're on, on a computer all the day. So that's a key one as well, is increasing your energy burn. It's not just about what's going in through, through your mouth, but also kind of what's going out through your general activities throughout the day. And you can modify that quite easily with some changes to your behavior and some changes to your mindset. So number eight, this is a key one, eating when you're not hungry. So when it comes to fat loss, as I say, hunger management is queen. So when you're not hungry, don't eat. That's really, really key. If it's not necessarily a time of the day where you're feeling the hunger coming on, 
take advantage of that make sure that you know if you can push your meal out a little bit further so that when you're when you are hungry you actually do eat that's going to be really really key and i think sometimes people get caught up in a very particular meal structure it's like right i have to eat now and you know they may not be ready for the meal and if they had just said you know what i'm going to go and do something else here for an hour and then i'm going to come back to this meal when i'm a little bit more ready for it and i'm going to enjoy it a little bit more and i'm going to have a little bit more hunger in me then that's going to be really really helpful number nine not eating enough when you are hungry so this is another massive mistake that people make is their portions are not big enough to satisfy them in the moment especially when it comes to maybe your post-workout meal or your dinner or something like that you feel like right i'm on a fat loss diet it has to be restrict 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 the calories have to be as low as possible that is not the goal whatsoever you can combine this again with making sure that you're eating very filling satiating foods but if you find that you are still hungry after most of your main meals or, or some of your main meals and that ends up you going to the biscuit tin or whatever it is and again making choices that are not necessarily in alignment with your fat loss goal then this is a very easily modifiable behavior that you can do is to just increase the portion size and this can be any component of the meal it can be the carbs it can be the proteins it can be the the vegetables or the fruits that you're having you know if you say the difference between you being hungry and not hungry after a meal is you have an extra piece of fruit or instead of one apple you have two then that is a very easily modifiable thing that you can do and again these are all the little things that can be very much the make or break in the moment on a particular day that can save you from going to the biscuit tin or eating more in a way that's going to take you out of the calorie deficit number 10 last one on the list not accounting for meals out so this is pretty key for those of you that are tracking or not tracking and this is simply where you have the mindset that i'm going for a meal and i can't get the calories correct i'm not really in control of the situation so i'm just not going to account for it i'm either going to stop tracking or i'm going to really maximize this as much as possible and do the highest calorie thing because right okay i'm not tracking it i can brush it under the rug a little bit i can sort of fool myself that i'm not having something as high calories as i actually am and generally then by taking that mindset of right okay i'm switching the fat loss diet mentality off and i'm just gonna go all out here then that is obviously going to impede your results and if you're doing that every weekend and again this links into the weekend diet behaviors then it is going to have a, have a substantial effect whereas if you say right i'm going to try my best to account for what i'm having here I don't want to take the enjoyment out of it for you but if you say right i know i'm going to have this meal i'm going to have a starter i'm going to have a main course and i'm going to have three drinks and it's going to be around 1300 calories or something like that or 1200 calories just as a, a general ballpark figure if you go in with that mentality you, you get more enjoyment from the meal because it's like right i know what i'm generally going to have you're you're accounting for it as best you can obviously you have to be flexible with these situations you can't be perfect but it allows you to not only stay on track generally but it also gives you a better mentality and then you can say right that was grand i really enjoyed that that is accounted for within my diet next the next meal that i have is going to be something that's lower in calories or something that's a little bit more in alignment with my goals and that's a key mentality to have rather than just saying i have no control of this situation at all i'm just going to go all out and then get annoyed at myself because it's like ah i wish i didn't i wish i wasn't forced into these positions where i have to go for meals out and stuff like that so this is kind of where the fat loss diet mentality can really impede on your quality of life 
Whereas if you sort of take responsibility of the situation and account for it inside your inside your food, like you do everything else, and make a, a general stab at it, try to overestimate things a little bit, then you're going to stay on track a lot easier. You're going to enjoy the experience a lot more and you're going to be happier and less miserable. So that's it for this one, guys. As always, thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions for me, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram at dean.macaloon. If you're interested in coaching, I'll leave the links for everything down in the description. And yeah, I'll catch you guys in the next one.